Jama Joba from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 15th of September 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Listeners have spoken and said that I speak too quickly, so I will do my best not to do that. On Friday the 9th, the jury at the Rustavi City Court acquitted a taxi driver of having kidnapped two Russian-speaking passengers. The driver alleged that a conflict arose when he refused to switch off Ukrainian music playing on the radio. Amidan Bokuchava, the taxi driver, was accused of kidnapping and illegally depriving a Russian and a Lithuanian of their freedom on the 11th of April, 2022. According to the lawyer of the taxi driver, Irakli Chomachashvili, Bokuchava could have been sentenced to up to 10 years in prison if he was found guilty. Chomakashvili also wrote a post on Facebook that read, Today, in the name of the people, we defeated Russian imperialism. Good bit of Georgian bravado, but the story was a bit more complex than Chomakashvili portrayed. Anyway, bravado and fake news. Let's see what the officials are up to in what is the world's most misguided and paranoia-inducing move to date, the Georgian Dream, or Otsneba, proposed using an electronic voting system in Georgia. On Tuesday, the 13th, Chairman of Otsneba, Irakli Kobachidze, introduced the initiative at a briefing held at the party's office. According to Kobachidze, electronic voting will be one of the most important parts of electoral reform because it will help solve the problem of electoral fraud. While opposition leaders approved of the initiative, they thought that an independent entity should take care of the matter rather than the Central Elections Commission. Speaking of Kobachidze, on Thursday the 8th, he said that member of the European Parliament, Viola von Kramen, should not be allowed anywhere. Von Kramen had sent a request on Monday the 5th to visit Nika Gvaramia, former director of Tvariachi TV. He is in prison, but the ruling party rejected the offer. According to Otsneba, von Kramen, a member of European Parliament since 2019, is a lobbyist of the national movement. He actually used the word lobbyist among the most polarizing words anybody could use apply to a member of parliament. Another member of the European Parliament, Andreas Kubilius, commented on Kobachidze's statement and said that he should immediately apologize to von Kramen. He also said the language Kobachidze used and the accusation made were totally incompatible with Europe's political culture. Some economic news. Enterprise Georgia Agency, in cooperation with the USAID Economic Security Program, has hosted 13 international investment consultants in the country for a few days. Main goal was to introduce investment values and prospects to the consultants and their clients. A group of investment consultants from the U.S., Europe, and Asia visited Georgia's eastern and western regions of Kacheti and Kutaisi. They met representatives of various agencies and organizations, received information, discussed investment opportunities with different industries. On Wednesday the 7th, Lauren Moss, one of the 13 consultants, described Georgia as, quote, the best place in the world and an ideal gateway between Central Europe and Asia. More visitors, the president of the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development, Odile, Odile Renobasso, arrived in Georgia on Monday the 12th. This was her first in-person visit to the Caucasus region. She'll also visit Azerbaijan and Armenia. 
She plans on having discussions on renewable energy, infrastructure development, reforms, and financial stability. The president gave an exclusive interview to Interpress News during her stay. She highlighted economic growth had been higher than expected in Georgia due to unexpected short-term factors such as high net inflow of money transfers from Russia and the higher-than-expected income generated from, quote, tourism, meaning Russians. So not exactly the self-laudatory narrative of Otsneba about their success in handling the economy. The president also mentioned that strengthening judicial independence was the key to improving Georgia's investment climate. Moreover, on Tuesday the 13th, Georgia officially joined the World Bank's International Development Association, or IDA, as a donor. Minister of Finance Lasha Hutsishvili signed the IDA Instrument of Commitment during the celebration that marked 30 years of partnership with the World Bank. Georgia joined the IDA in 1993 as a beneficiary, since then has received $1.35 billion in financial support and loans. According to Levan Tavitashvili, who's the vice prime minister of the Ministry of Economy and Sustainable Development, the executive will hire consulting groups to start the construction of the Anaklia Deep Sea Port, Deepwater Port. On Monday the 12th, after a government meeting, Tavitashvili said at the briefing that several large investors are interested in the construction of the port. Keep in mind that in the giant Pandora Papers leak a year ago, it was revealed that Ivanishvili had significant investment in competitor Poti Port, which benefited from the harassment of the TBC guys and the deep-sixing of the Anaklia Port in 2019. Some more news about the economy. The Ministry of Finance and Credit Anslaut for Wilder Aufbau, or KFW, on behalf of the German government, signed a loan and grant agreement for the Sustainable Urban Mobility Project. According to the agreement KFW will give Georgia 47 million euros as a loan and 1.5 million as a grant. The project aims to finance the development of a municipal infrastructure of urban transportation, namely an intelligent transport system, transit corridors be created in Tbilisi. These interventions will help increase the safety on roads, relieve traffic congestion, and will improve environmental conditions in the capital city. However, while the executive claims the country has a huge economic growth, many Georgians are leaving their homes for better living conditions. At a press conference on Monday the 12th, the State Secretary of the Kingdom of Belgium for Asylum and Migration, Nicole de Moore, said that the number of Georgian citizens seeking asylum in Belgium has increased and reached 612 in July. thing is, many Georgians want to leave the country just because no money, no job. However, since having economic problems is not a legitimate reason to receive asylum, they make up some stories to get it more often than do not receive it. Deputy Minister of Internal Affairs, who co-hosted the press conference, said more than 3,000 citizens have already been denied entry in some European countries. He added that it was the duty of Georgians not to take advantage of visa-free travel, not to overstay in a country, and follow the rules, since breaking them might cost Georgia visa-free privileges in the EU. In other news, remember how, starting with Nika Melia, opposition leaders joked about Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili having a tiny number of official visits overseas and not much of an international network? Like, he was not a cool kid, so he did not attend or was not even invited to some international events? Seems like Kharabashvili has started his new journey to becoming or looking more like a real pro-EU political leader. 
After his official visit to Brussels, which we talked about in the previous show, Prime Minister left for Berlin on Tuesday the 13th, according to the government. Prime Minister will hold high-level meetings along with other members of the Georgian delegation, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Ilya Darchiashvili, and the head of the government administration, Revas Jabalidze. Not long after Kharabashvili left the country, the U.S. Embassy made an unusual emergency call to the Georgian police. Tuesday the 13th, the police went to the U.S. Embassy. According to information of the State Security Service, all the necessary work was carried out on the spot. Nothing suspicious was found. Thing is, with the war, Russia being against a pro-Western Georgia and Russian security allegedly hiring citizens as agents, whole situation's a little tense. On another note, according to some experts, the government has made, quote, the best and most timely decision, end quote, of increasing funding for the Ministry of Defense by 80 million lati, or $29 million. As the executive explained, the increase was mainly related to the development of defense capabilities and smooth financing of logistics costs. More good news, 50 million lati, or about $18 million, will be given to the Ministry of Internal Affairs partially financed the purchase of new rescue helicopters after the wreck we talked about on a previous show. Speaking of money, on Wednesday the 14th, the Bureau of Parliament approved the schedule to discuss budget changes. All parliamentary committees and factions will consider the draft budget. Parliament will make its final decision on Wednesday the 28th. And finally, school started on Thursday the 15th. Wish Georgian kiddos a great academic year. That's it for this week. Did you know that we do other stuff besides these updates? One of them we call Our Zines. They're a way that you can put up to 16,000 words of text into your computer, turn that into a charming little booklet to carry around in your back pocket. It's a little hard to describe briefly. If you like zines or dislike screens but have stuff you want to read, go over to Rorschach.com and click Our Zines on the top menu, or head to the link in the show notes. Try it out. It's free. Also, what do you think? Slower better? I tried, but was it actually slower? Let us know what you think about my speed, our zines, and anything else you want at podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. Nachmandis. <laughs>